All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Last Call podcast. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, my co-host, Jeff Lambert from GoingForTwo.com. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Sorry I couldn't make it last week, but uh, I'm back this week. Uh, it's a pretty good week this week. Yeah, it's all right, man. Uh, you know, things happen. Um, I won't get into it, but uh, as you know, I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little ticked off my Dynasty <laughs> League. And partially my fault. We did, we're not running the league correctly, apparently. we got to do the... Uh, the most points possible points for uh that's the only way to play off teams but uh we got some got some tanking and, and guys obviously admitting into it uh this last week and uh it affected me and i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce backwards in the, in the draft by a couple slots because of it and i desperately need the draft pick so not happy anyway enough about me man let's uh let's jump into this week 14 reaction yeah let's do it so uh early games were kind of Eh, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I watched all the early games and they weren't any good ones, but they kind of no, made up for really. it in the late games. Those couple they of totally games. They totally did, yep. But one of the good ones that we did have, uh, mm-hmm. Ravens and Browns here. The Browns gift this one 24-22. They kind of hold on to this one. They were pretty much dominating most of the game, and then Ravens made a late push there. Um, Huntley, who was the quarterback for most of the game after Lamar Hunt went out, or Lamar Jackson went out, uh, 27 for 38, 270 in a touch. He also had two fumbles lost, but ran for, ran for 45 yards on six carries. Devonta Freeman, 13 for 64. Uh, Andrews had a monster game, 11 for 115 in a touch. And Rashad Bateman, 7 for 103. Um, on the Brown side of things, we had Mayfield, uh, 22 for 32, 190 and two touches in a pick. Uh, Chubb had a very pedestrian day with uh, 17 for 59. Peoples-Jones had a decent game, 5 for 90. Uh, and both Austin Hooper and Landry both had touchdowns. Uh, really, the story here is Lamar Jackson got hurt. He went out, I think, pretty early in the game. He did. Um, ankle injury, I believe, is what they were saying on a sack. Uh, I haven't heard anything since then. I don't know if there's anything that's been reported out I yet. I haven't been able to find anything either, but, yeah, definitely not good news. Um, I mean, I, strangely enough, like, the offense hasn't really looked all that smooth, even with him back there for the last couple of weeks. Um you know, you obviously want Lamar there. He's he's a huge difference maker. Uh, so th- this will hurt everybody. But I mean, hey, Huntley able to get at least fantasy wise, like you know, get the guys a ball. Bateman blew up. Obviously, Andrews had a, had a good game. Um, I mean, they were down really early. Um, yeah. in, in a lot. So I mean, he was just having to fling the ball around. I mean, but I mean, as you saw, like Huntley was. The reason why they were able to come back and the reason why they lost the game. I mean, two fumbles, yeah. one yeah. pretty costly. Uh, just, just you know, that's what's going to cost them if they have to run with Huntley more often than not. So, um, it, you're not, you're, you're probably going to downgrade all the all the Ravens players if Huntley Great. is in there. But I don't think it's as drastic as you know we would see with other with other teams moving to their backups. Yeah, I agree. I think he he's okay. I think you could still start Andrews if you were already starting him. I don't think you're going to be benching him. Um, you know, Bateman, Marquise Brown might struggle a little bit, but I do think mm-hmm. that they're still in that wide receiver three or receiver four category. Um, he's I think Huntley is good enough to to not necessarily kill their value, but I think you definitely have to downgrade him a little bit. On the other side of things, I mean, the Browns' offense continues to struggle. Um, Kareem Hunt got hurt in this one. We thought, you know, okay, Kareem hurt. Kareem Hunt's hurt. Chubb should have a big game, but, I mean, he had a, a hard time getting the ball, you know, only 59 yards there. Didn't really do too much against his Ravens defense. Yeah, I mean, it is a Ravens, though. The Ravens have a pretty, a pretty solid D, um, at least 
run run defense wise. Uh, so you know there could be better days ahead if Hunt's not there. But I mean, we've also seen you know Dearness Johnson come in and, and fill that Hunt role pretty nicely. Chubb just doesn't feel like the guy that is gonna win you a league this year. Like he just, yeah. I don't know, says something off with him right now. Yeah, I agree. I think this offense in general is something that seems to be off. Mayfield continues to battle with injuries. He went out for a little while in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of hurts the offense as well. I know, say what you will about Mayfield. He does, you know, he does does get the ball down the field. He can make some plays. And when he's hurt, he can't do those kind of things. And they Agreed. just sell out to stop the run. So, um, agreed there. Uh, let's move to the next game here. Uh, Titans, Jags. Titans take this one 20 to zero. The Jags are um, looking pretty awful there. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, 24 for 40, uh, had no touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, James Robinson, six carries for four yards. I had to double check to make sure you didn't miss like the yardage on that. <laughs> it, it definitely was nope. four yards. That's I was exactly like, wow. why I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, Jones, six for 70 on the other side, Tannehill, 20 for 31, 191. Uh, no, no touchdowns, uh, four for 29 and a touchdown running though. Foreman, 13 for 47 and a touchdown. Not a whole lot of offense on either side of the ball, really, to, to talk about here. But uh, looking at the coach here, I mean, with Jacksonville and Urban Myers and all the news that came out of there this week and this game, the way it was played, how long before he's no longer the coach here, you think? Anybody who's a football fan hopes that he's gone tomorrow morning. Uh, Jacksonville is a crap show of a franchise, though. So who knows what they actually do. They could ride them out and see what happens. I, I don't think there's really any reason to, you know, if you just search Urban Meyer's name, the first headlines that pop up here are, yes, Urban Meyer's tenure with the Jaguars needs to come to an end. Urban Meyer's bad, um, you know, complaints about, you know, da da da. Like, it's just, it's bad. It's brutal. Um, it, it, and when you're fighting, and, when, you're, when, you're, when you're fighting with your veteran receiver and he's leaving the, 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 yeah, the locker room, and I mean, they got. He's the guy you brought in to like help mold these younger guys, and, and you know, yeah. and you know, let them learn a few things. Not that, not that Marvin Jones is a superstar by any means, but he's a good veteran receiver that yep. was supposed to help out, you know, guys like Lavisca Chenault, and you know, and then some, and just be a leader on this team. It's not happening, and you know, we're not. the The big thing that I see, you know, and look, the Jags. They won a few games. Fine. That's better than last year. But yep. uh, that means nothing when you're not seeing any positive regression on, you know, for this team. Like, yep. if anything, Lawrence was better early on in the season when he was throwing more interceptions than he is now, where he's just like afraid to do anything. Yeah. Today was horribly through four picks. But before that, he'd only thrown like two picks since week eight. Yeah. So it was like he was better. just, but he'd only thrown two touchdowns. <laughs> so like he was just doing nothing. Yep. Um. So I, you hear the story too about uh, Urban Meyer basically saying that uh, he was a winner and all his assistant coaches were all losers and yeah, basically putting it all on them that it's their fault that they're not winning games. It's just yeah, it's not what you do. I absolutely hated this hire for the Jaguars and more so because I don't well. There's two reasons. One, I don't like Urban Meyer. I never really have. I haven't liked him at any of the stops in college football. I think there's always something going on behind the scenes with him that never really gets revealed. But then just the fact that Trevor Lawrence was going to that team and you're like, oh, no. It just it felt bad, really yep. bad. Um, 
I, I you know I, I hope they they remedy the situation and Trevor Lawrence can can get a real coach in there and learn because he is I still think a very special talent. Yeah, I agree 100. percent And I think it will happen this year. I mean, I just don't know how they're going to end up keeping how how they're going to convince the fan base to to stick with Urban Meyer after the way that this this season has gone and the way that they're kind of a, a yes. dysfunction off the field and on the field as well. Agreed. All right, let's move to another game here, another blowout. Uh, the Chiefs blow out the Raiders 48-9. to nine. Uh, Carr goes for 33 for 45, 263, a pick and a touchdown. Lost a fumble as well. Uh, Jacobs didn't do much if you had him. 9 for 24, 5 for 46 through the air. So PPR, he wasn't terrible. Yeah. Uh, Renfro continues to ball out, though, 13 for 117 in a touch. Uh, he's been a pleasant surprise for the Raiders and for fantasy in general. Uh, Mahomes didn't have a huge day, but uh, it was good enough. 20 for 24, 258 and two touchdowns. CEH had two touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a pedestrian day, four for 76, but didn't need to do much. Uh, really, the story here is, is Kansas City's defense and how much they have turned around and become really dominant. And then on the flip side of that, for fantasy purposes, are we worried about that offense for the Kansas City Chiefs? Because they still haven't really put up those mind-boggling numbers that we'd like to, like to see from them. Honestly, I still am, man. Um, I, I don't really – I mean, this was this was a lot on the defense. Kansas, uh, the Raiders, you know, handed them the game in the first quarter and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then Kansas City's defense just kind of shut it down the rest of the way. Now, Kansas City didn't have to do a whole lot the rest of the way. They kind of took their, their foot off the pedal. But, you know, we're not seeing Hill do anything. We're not seeing Kelsey do anything. I think I saw – Kelsey had a three, four, whatever, and I, I forgot to leave the stats up here. Um, three for whatever it was the second week in a row. I mean, that's, that's not getting it done, guys, and even Mahomes. Uh, there was a stat that I, I shared on the Fancy Six-Pack Hour on Thursday where um, Mahomes, Mahomes was a very favorable or a favorite in DFS this week because of what he did because a it's the Raiders, their defense is not good. Um, and, but because of what he did with them a few weeks ago. However, if you look at Mahomes' stretch of games for the last like six, seven weeks, he's been like QB 17. That includes the 39 and a half point performance he had against the Raiders in that stretch yeah. of time. You get rid of that or just like make that like, a normal good week, like say twenty six to twenty eight to thirty points, right? He's probably QB twenty something. Yep, it's QB. not good. And even today, like he didn't have to do it. He looked he looked good um, when he was throwing the ball, but he didn't have to do anything. And so again, I mean, it's a solid day for him, but it's not like mind boggling. It's not like Mahomes won you your week, probably. Yeah, he when you see that your week, I guess for once, right? Yeah, if you see that forty-eight to nine, you just often think, oh, Mahomes must have had like four yeah. touchdown passes, and yeah, it just wasn't the case. And, today. and let's be real here, like they, they've got, they still have a fairly favorable schedule going forward. I mean, the Chargers' defense hasn't been lights out. Um, the Steelers can get passed on. Then they get the Bengals, who who knows which Bengals team shows up from week yeah. to week, right? And <laughs> thankfully they thankfully they don't have to play. You know, we don't play week eighteen because that's the Broncos, and I think that could be t you know that could be a fairly tough one. But you know, I mean, I, I don't definitely be worried about them if I own any of those players. I still like they're still gonna be. I'm still gonna probably be putting Mahomes. QB six at best most weeks, I think, going forward. 
I just yeah. don't see him, you know, going ahead of, of guys like Brady and Josh Allen and Rogers for the most part. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, even <laughs> like we got that question a lot. So I do a Sunday show, Sunday morning show. Starts the questions. We got the Mahomes and Taysom Hill, and and uh, I said Hill, and yeah. it actually was right. By you know, it was close, but it was right. Yep, so, that yeah. rushing upside definitely is, is is there for sure. Speaking of Hill, let's move to that game. Saints uh, take this one against the Jets, thirty to nine. We just mentioned Hill had a really good game here, not through the air, obviously, fifteen for twenty-one, one seventy-five, but he had eleven for seventy-three and two touches on the ground. Uh, Kamara also had a good game here, 27 for 120 and a touchdown in his return to the lineup. The Jets, nothing much really to talk about there. I mean, people were talking about Jamison Crowder maybe, but he didn't do anything. Of course, the hype was Elijah Moore. He ended up being, you know, put on IR, basically ending his fantasy season. So not much to talk about on that side of things. But uh, the real question here is, can the Saints sustain this sort of two-man offense where it's just Hill and Kamara, basically? I mean, it's it's like a basketball team, man. It's like a two man show. It's weird, <laughs> but I mean, they, like they're not going to get the Jets every week. And I'll be honest, I I don't know their schedule either. Um, but it's it, strangely enough, yes. Uh, so they get the Bucks, they get the Dolphins, they get the Panthers. Doable. Bucks will be I a little think, tougher. Bucks yeah, but you know what? Yeah, for the run, it will be. But I mean, you know, Hill has shown he can at least drop back and pass the ball. You know, at least screen passes, slants, stuff like that. Yeah. He'll, he'll track it down the field here and there. Um, I mean, just he's just such a weapon. Um, yep. So his floor is incredible, and obviously Kamara, if he's actually healthy out there, like he's gonna get the job done. Yeah, and the thing with Hill, and I, I talked about this a little bit on my show on on Wednesday, is. Hill's one of those quarterbacks that fantasy in real life don't always match up. Like last week he had four interceptions, which typically is a really, really bad week for right. a quarterback, but he still had 27 fantasy points because yeah, he had rushing. Insane. And so it's, it's insane that how his floor is so high because of his rushing ability. All right, let's move to the, uh, the, the Cowboys and the Washington football team. This game was kind of a blowout for a while. The football team kind of made it interesting towards the end there with uh, some turnovers and a pick six. So, uh, Dak goes 22 for 39, 211, a touchdown and two picks. Um, not a great day for Dak. Zeke, who we thought would be good without uh, Tony Pollard there, didn't do really good either, 12 for 45. Uh, Lamb, a decent PPR day, 7 for 61. Cooper, 5 for 51 and a touchdown. Other side of things, Heineke had a really bad day, 11 for 25, a touch and a pick. Also lost a fumble and then got hurt. Uh, Gibson, who I know was a very popular DFS play, I think maybe like the highest owned player on the entire slate today, 10 oh, for 36. Uh, and Cam Sims out of nowhere with a 3 for 6, 69 and a touchdown, had that uh, really nice touchdown in the, in the back of the end zone that really kind of made his day. But uh, no one started Cam Sims, I'm, I'm sure, unless you're like no. in some really, really deep league. Um, so really, we thought there'd be more offense in this game. Not a whole lot of offense on either side of the ball. It's mostly defenses. And then uh, Terry McLaurin uh, left with an injury as well. I believe it was a concussion, but it not was. Yeah, he went that. for a, a pretty deep pass and just um, came out hard, really hard. So um, he wasn't even like a hit. He just just fell on his hardly. head. Um, yeah, this was a weird game. <laughs> and it's funny, like I, I kind of uh, – 
after I set my lineup and I, you know, was talking with one of the the writers for, for Fantasy Six Pack, and you know, we we both were like, yeah, we love Antonio Gibson, so we both like kept plugging in Antonio Gibson in all our lineups. Yep. And then he did horrible, and I went, uh, you know what? That's my bad. So in my rankings, if you want to know who never to use in DFS <laughs> or at all, really, go look at my rankings in the featured image every single week. <laughs> outside of I think like Madden one curse. week. Outside of like one week, uh, where I think Cooper Cup basically is just invincible, everybody was horrible. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that and in Gibson mind. Gibson was week. that guy this week. Wow. I mean, last week was Mike Evans. Nothing. Wow. Two weeks ago was Nick Chubb. Nothing. Three weeks ago was like Harris. Nothing. It's it's yeah. It's 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 a thing. It's a thing. It's now thing. that it's week fourteen, I was like, oh, you know, like halfway through the season, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> kind of funny. Now I'm like, that's pretty weird. <laughs> so. Yeah, Madden curse. You're, you're the Madden curse. Right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm. All right, let's move to the uh, Falcons and Panthers. And really, this was actually not a bad game. I mean, it was a little bit ugly, but uh, I think yeah. it was a little competitive. Had some good fancy points put mm-hmm. up in this one. Uh, Ryan, 19 for, 19 for 28, 190 and a touchdown. Uh, Patterson continues to be, a, you know, a beast in fantasy. 16 for 58 and a touchdown. Also had a touchdown through the air. Uh, Gage, 4 for 64. The other side of things, we had Cam. Uh, he did have a rushing touchdown, but he really didn't look good. And I'm getting benched. Actually, he got benched a couple times in this game. He got benched yeah, and then Walker came in and he wasn't good. And they put Cam back in. It was, it was really weird. Uh, DJ Moore had a good game. Anderson showed up today after, you know, being terrible all season. No one probably played him this week, but uh, seven for 84 and a touchdown. Uh, Hubbard had a touchdown as well. Uh, thoughts on Cam Newton getting benched yet again. I mean, I think he's been benched at least twice this season, if not three times. Uh, I mean, I just don't, still don't think they can start PJ Walker. Um, I think, the, you know, they brought in Cam. Cam's going to have to figure this out. Um, this, you know, defenses have obviously figured out they've just got to, you know, make Cam throw the ball and he can't, yeah, um, you know, he fumbles, he, he does stupid things, he throws picks, he, you know, and then he, you know, he's basically a one read guy and he wants to tuck and run if he doesn't get that read. He's really yep. regressed as a passer in my opinion. And yeah, you know, it's a shame because he's got good weapons. You know, DJ Moore is a guy who I think we all really, really like, and and I think still will next year, depending on who's the quarterback, quarterback for him. You know, Anderson has proved he can still ball out. Um, you know, it took him a little while this year, but he's starting to come put some games together. Yeah, you know, it's just it's tough, man. You know, and of course they're dealing with a, a new offensive coordinator there too because they they fired Joe Brady in the in the bye week, so that that never helps things, but. I don't really know if there's really much to read into it. This, this offense is not one I really want to target anywhere. I agree. There's nobody there that I want to play. If I have DJ Moore, I'm playing him because I have to. But Probably, other than yeah. that, other than that, I don't think there's anybody there that I wouldn't want. All right, so let's go to the Seahawks and Texans. Uh, Seahawks take this game pretty easily, 33-13. to 13. Uh, Wilson has a quiet yet efficient day at 715 for 28 and two touchdowns. Uh, Lockett has a huge game, five for one forty-two, and and a touchdown. A typical Lockett kind of game where he hasn't done much in weeks, and all of a sudden he blows up for a huge yeah. game. Uh, Rashad Penny makes an, an appearance here, sixteen for one thirty-seven and two touchdowns, which was really surprising. Uh, on the other side, Mills uh, has a pretty decent game actually. I mean, thirty-three for forty-nine, three thirty-one, and a touchdown. 
Uh, Burkhead, 11 for 40, 6 for 51 through the air. Cooks has a nice game, 8 for 101. I just think that there's just not enough weapons there for Mills to really do much with, but he mm-hmm. did, you know, for what he had, he did a pretty decent game. Um, I agree. So, yeah, the real question here is, you know, we talked about Lockett's game. The DK Metcalf, though, what what's going on there? I mean, his guy hasn't been good in forever. He looks disinterested at times, man. He's not running clean. I was kind of really, like, every time Red Zone switched to them, I was looking at him, and, like, you could tell he's frustrated. Like, Wilson's not putting it where he used to, yeah. right? He's not He's not all there this year. He's definitely hurt. That finger's still bothering him. Um, but DK's letting it get to him, and you can tell. Like, every time the yep. ball misses, he just puts his head down, he gets pissed or whatever. Um, yeah, he had one in the end zone he probably should have had. And he dropped. He let it. He let it drop. Um, you know, it was a tough catch, but you know that that's a ball DK should get. And so that's unfortunate. Yep. You know, and he of course he was mad at himself for that one. But you know, there, there's other times where I'm watching him, and he you know he runs a little like you know the little comeback route, you know, near near the sideline, and he just kind of just like eases up on it or something. It's just weird. Like it just doesn't yep. look like he's he's going full full out and. Yeah, it's crazy because even like today, you know, I get a lot of those early questions, you know, sit start questions. And right. I had one, you know, today and it was like Brandon Ayuk or DK Metcalf. And usually you're like DK Metcalf off the top of your head. But I, yeah, you had to think, I about, like, that one. think about that one for a minute. I still said DK Metcalf, which ended up being the wrong choice. But I just I couldn't I was like give him one more shot. It's the Texans, you know, right. give him one more shot. But and I think and the done. offense seems like it's turning things around. And it, yep. it, it is. Like Wilson, I mean, not efficient, you know, 17 for 28, but, you know, two touchdowns, you know, the ball moving with this team. They had the run game going today, which was incredible for this offense. Obviously, Rashad Penny was was insanely good, which nobody expected. No. Um, funny story, I had to pick him up Saturday night while I was in the tile store um, <laughs> because I found out that both Daryl Henderson and and Coleman got hurt for my one team. My second pickup was a guy who we're going to talk about in the next game, and we'll talk about him. Uh, very interesting. Uh, what in the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those, like, uh, I'm looking at the way we're going, like, I, I don't have any running backs on my bench. I, I'll just go find Penny and this dude and plugged it in, and <laughs> I got 26 points out of Rashad Penny. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. it's better yeah. to be lucky yeah. than good sometimes. <laughs> you think he's the guy going forward after this game? You think this solidified I, him as the guy? I do, man. Collins has been awful. DJ Dallas is not the guy. He never has been. I don't think he will be. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see why they would turn to somebody else at this point. I mean, Penny has shown it in the past, right? Just can't say uh, healthy. The end of last season, I think he had a few games and then got hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem is his health. So, uh, I think, I think yeah, they've got to run with him because – this this Seahawks team is phenomenally better when they have a run game that they can rely Agreed. on. Uh, when they don't, Russell Wilson runs runs around back there because that offensive line still isn't very good. So he you know he panics and just kind of run runs around and yeah, he's not young anymore, so he's not running away from people anymore <laughs> like he used to. So and making yep. those plays, that so. is true. Uh, on the other side of the ball, there, Brandon Cooks, um, you know, eight eight catches, one on one, pretty good with Mills. Mills being the start of the rest of the week. Are you comfortable playing with uh, Cooks in your lineups? Absolutely, man. Um, you know, we saw in in the earlier in the earlier season games when Mills was there that Cooks just saw a massive target share, and uh, not even just target share, just a massive amount of targets in general. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, I mean, with with a v- huge lack of running game there in Houston, and they're going to get behind early in just about every game, Cooks is going to get a lot. And we saw it, 8 for 101. Yep. I mean, yeah, the Seahawks defense isn't good, but That's still... you w- will take that every day. Yep. So, and uh, Green Bay is starting to run away with this game. I think Aaron Jones has scored his second touchdown. Yep. Yep. From Aaron, from Aaron Rodgers. So I think I think we are up th- with the extra point, probably 35-27 is what I'm thinking it is. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what it's going to be. So, all right, late afternoon game. Start here with the Lions and the Broncos. Lions lose 38-10. to This was a blowout. Uh, Goff went 24 for 39, 215, a touchdown and an interception. Craig Reynolds. Who? <laughs> Did not see this one coming. 11 for 83. Uh, Amon Ron, and that's on the ground, by the way, if you don't know who Craig Reynolds is, because I don't. Um, And then Amon Ron, St. Brown, 8 for 73. Good showing there. Josh Reynolds, 3 for 52. Broncos, Bridgewater, 18 for 25. 179, two touchdowns. The run game was incredible today. Melvin Gordon came back from injury, 24 for 111 and two touchdowns. Uh, Javante Williams took a back seat to him. just slightly, 15 for 73, a touchdown and a reception, a receiving touchdown. Um, still not much else there for for the receiving game. Jerry Judy only 5 for 47, Fant 4 for 51. Huge disappointments there. But, yeah, uh, so the other guy that I was talking about was Jamar Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at last week and going like, oh, yeah, he saw all the carries once, you know, once everybody went out. And, yep. uh, you know. Absolutely, he should be the guy. You know, everybody liked whatever his name is, right? And um, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the guy because we saw that we saw that happen with New York with with Coleman and Ty Johnson, and you know, everybody liked Ty Johnson because of the passing game upside. But you know what? I wanted the guy who's going to get the ball. Yep. So I went with Jamar Jefferson. What did they do? They gave it to Craig Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Craig Reynolds is. It's it's um, funny because I'm watching the game, right? You know, because they have Josh Reynolds as well, and I and I see yeah. Reynolds across the bottom, and he's like, I forget what he had at the time. And I was like, oh, good, I got Josh Reynolds in my DFS lineup. He's doing really well, and I went and looked, and he had no points. I'm like, oh, he was not just updated yet. But then I'm looking, and I'm like, holy crap, who is this guy, Craig Reynolds? This is not so anybody else. Kutztown University football running back Craig Reynolds elevated to Detroit Lions active roster. So apparently he was on the practice squad, and that's fine. Activate the guy because you probably just need depth. But then yeah. play him. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, dude, it's week 14, man. This has been a weird year, and this is just another cherry on top of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to ask you a question about Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. So, obviously, very popular draft, draft day selections. Yep. Are we just straight up benching these guys going forward? I, mean, I think like, so. I, yeah. I can't do it with them anymore. Nope, I can't either. I mean, 4 for 47 still is 9.7 points in, in, uh, in PPR, but still... Like zero touchdowns all year, right? Yeah, I think he hasn't scored all year. Fant... I guess a decent line for Almost a tight end. had one today, by the way. Yeah, Just I think missed, the other, the other tight end, Albert O got a touchdown, I believe. So right. that kind of you know, vultured your fan touchdown. But, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it depends on who you have to replace them. But I think Judy is like a flex play at best now. Um, Fant, you're probably starting at the tight end position because you probably didn't draft another good one unless you happen to have like a Dawson Knox or someone that just kind of showed up out of nowhere. 
or a show. We got questions today, this morning about, you know, like, do you start Ertz over Fan? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting Ertz. I mean, I don't like Ertz back there, you know, all that much with, um, I did it this morning too. I'm blanking on the, uh, the quarterback. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, thank you. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray changes that offense. Like they're not passing the ball as much with any. You know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna steal some touchdowns. But you know, you can't take last week so much as what's gonna happen with Earth going forward because last week was just a mess of a game, rain, wind, and you name yep. it. And like they only threw the ball fifteen times. So, um, yeah, there will be a lot of running in that offense, but it's uh, I, I still just liked Earth more today. And, yeah, I mean, it, it might not work out because 451 is not horrible. It's nine points, but I don't know. It's just a lack of upside there. It's just inconsistency. Yeah. He's been pretty bad. Yeah, so, I mean, really, other than this running game, I want nothing nothing to do with the Broncos. Yeah, and I just wish they would just pick one, but I guess it doesn't matter. They're both yeah, could, doing way better than most one-back one, one back guys. Yeah, so, but could you imagine if they did have one back? I mean, look at those number I mean, of carries. Week, <laughs> Javante Williams destroyed yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game here, one that uh, did not help my dynasty tanking pro- uh, hope hopes here. Uh, 49ers win 26-23. Goes into overtime, and uh, Kittle and Juwan Jennings got some points that just put me over the top for, for good. But Jimmy G, 27-41, 296 and two touchdowns. Wilson filled in i guess 13 for 56 not much there they they need to get mitchell back hopefully yeah, uh kittle 13 for 151 in the touchdown just a straight up beast Ayuk six for 62 the game-winning touchdown which was incredible by the way it was, if you have it not was. seen it go watch it guys go find it it was awesome uh and then debo uh only one for 22 receiving but Ran the ball eight times for 37 yards. Yeah. Um, not a great game. I think they were easing it back in, but I don't know, man. Like, between you and me, and we talked about this before, like, when he comes back, I was hoping they would use him more in the passing game and not they in the run didn't. game, but yeah. they didn't do it. And I guess I get it. This, this was the no Mitchell game again, but, like, hopefully when Mitchell comes back, they go back to using Debo in the passing game because I don't think his body's going to hold up for this. Uh-oh. Nope. It's, I agree 100%. So, uh, as somebody who has him and Scott Fish and, you know, is, I guess, one of the hopefuls there, um, I really need Debo to be healthy and perform, you know, just come back, please. Yeah, I, I need him in one of my dynasty leagues, too. I mean, I played him today, and obviously he didn't do a whole lot for me. He, he didn't see – I mean, he looked like he was moving okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was an injury thing. I think early in the game he looked better than he did towards the end of the game. But, yeah, yeah he, he, he scored touchdown. He did score, though. Yeah, he had that um, rushing touchdown. Yeah. So, question about tight ends. Like, we talked about Kettle kind of struggling. Uh, we talked about Fant uh, – or Kelsey's struggling, sorry. Is Kittle now the best tight end when healthy? When healthy is the key there. But, yes, I, I, I don't – I mean, the way he's been playing the last couple of games, I mean, 13, 13 receptions for a tight end. I mean, I, I mean, he had, what, 11, I think, last week. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean he's the number one passing option in this offense, especially now with Debo being By the a mile. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. Jimmy G just seems to have that connection with him. There's a couple, there's a couple passes that in this game where Jimmy G put it where only Kittle could get it, and he just mm-hmm. kind of knew that Kittle could go up and get it, and he did that. And it's 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 fun to watch as a 49er fan, that's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to watch. Um, I, I agree. He's just got to stay healthy. This guy's a monster. Um, 
you know, we talked about this weeks ago. I think we were, I think everybody was worried, right? When the 49ers were doing really crappy that they were just, you know, for fantasy purposes, right? You were worried, oh, when's Trey Lance coming in and uh, gonna, gonna steal the show? This offense is just gonna go nose diving down for fantasy purposes. I don't think we're worried about that anymore because the 49ers anymore. are in the hunt. They are. Uh, they, they are. What, six in a row? No, they, they lost to Seattle. So, all right. They lost, but they had won four straight up into then. So they've won what now five of their last six, I believe. Yeah. So they're in the hunt. Uh, they're, they're, they're making waves, man. This team's stepping up. The offense is still good. And, uh, it's just going to get better when, when Mitchell, you know, gets yeah. healthy, which I think everybody's assuming is next week. Yeah. Um, crazy so, stat too that I heard today on the, on the telecast. And I didn't even realize it, but the Niners are the best team in the NFL right now in the red zone and converting touchdowns. And it's not even close. They they yeah. get touchdowns when they get in close. Oh. They score. It's good. I mean, they they run with Debo. They you know they got Mitchell. They can use Kittle. They they got just a slew of weapons that they can use yep. there. They've got those crazy like you know they they run everybody across those jet sweeps even if they fake them like they, it all works. Um, yep. On the other side of the ball here, you know Higgins was a guy who has been performing and it still did perform very very well. Um, you know went five for one hundred fourteen today, but Chase uh, finally stepped up and. Should have possibly should have had three touchdowns. Three he touchdowns. dropped one that yeah. was uh bounced off the ground, but five for 77 and two touchdowns. You know, he bounced back, which was you know, I heard a lot of he's due and, and I get it. Uh, but he's been he was bad. Like, are we now kind of looking at him going, All right, Chase got Chase got over that rookie hump. Maybe, maybe now he can ride this the rest of the way. I, I think so. Actually, if anybody if caught, caught my Friday DFS show, I was all over Jamar Chase. I knew he'd have low ownership. I think he came up under 1% owned yeah, in most. I bet. But I knew that against this uh, this secondary, we don't have our first tight end, our first cornerback, one of our second cornerback. We didn't have our third cornerback, so I knew he'd have a big game. But uh, Burrow looked his way early and often, and I think that uh, down the stretch there, you can go back to trust and chase. Uh, to be that guy there for the Bengals. And Higgins is, is showing up too. And I think Higgins mm-hmm. has kind of pulled some coverage away from Chase. Yeah, um, I agree. That's helping I as well. Helped a, I think that's helped a lot. I like guess teams in the beginning of the year after those first few weeks were just, mm-hmm. they were just leaning, just umbrelling uh, Chase a lot. And it was, you know, opening things up for, for everybody else. But Burrow was still looking Chase's way, I think, a little too often. So now they've, they've fixed that. Um, Last game here, we got Bills and Bucks. Bucks we we take skipped this over one. the Giants Chargers. I don't know if you realize that. I did not. But, um, <laughs> we can go real quick. Excited to talk about the 49ers. Uh, Giants Chargers. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Giants Chargers. Uh, Chargers win 37-21. Uh, Mike Glennon, 17 for 36, 191, two touchdowns and a pick. Not terrible. Uh, Barkley, 16 for 64, caught three for 31 and a reception, you know, receiving touchdown. So uh, good to see Barkley get back in the end zone there and have a, a at least a fairly decent fantasy day for once. Um, Justin Herbert, 23 for 31, 275, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Eckler, 12 for 61 and a touchdown, caught two for 17. He left early, an ankle injury. Um I mean, they used like two rolls of tape on him. It was pretty funny. I don't know if yeah, you saw yeah, that. It was like basically they put like a boot on him with tape. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Uh, but it sounds like they're they're saying he's not expected to miss any time. They just kind of they didn't they didn't put him back in because they were they were up big. So it was yeah. You know what's crazy too is it, when you look at the box score, you see the other running backs that got carries. 
but they were getting carries even before Eckler went they out. They were getting a lot. I did notice that. Like I, I know Eckler gets subbed out fairly often, but they were seeing a lot more work. And and I don't know. I mean, I know Eckler's been kind of banged up, and it's the end of the year. But um, yeah, I, I did notice that. Yeah, at one point I asked my friend, I'm like, what happened to Eckler? Is he hurt? And then he was back in the next play. I'm like, right. well, what happened? But I, I mean, it, the same thing. Josh Kelly got some carries. I was like, I guess they're just trying to work in everybody, I guess, to get to, in case he does get hurt for whatever reason. And, and I mean, it's the Giants, so maybe they thought they'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so without Keenan Allen, uh, Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer both showed up today. I had both had two big plays. Jalen Guyton, three for 87 and a touchdown. Palmer, five for 66 and a touchdown. Mike Williams did okay, six for 61, just didn't score. Um, I, I think we're not, you know, let's not worry about speculating about the Eckler injury. Let's just see what happens. We all know that's a huge loss for everybody if, they, if that happens. But, um, yeah. you know, what do we think about Guyton and Palmer, two young guys who, um, you know, for dynasty players here with Mike Williams likely gone next season, you know, are these two guys that, you know, you can look to, you know, snatching up or maybe trading for, you know, yeah, I, I, next season. I definitely think so. I think, I think Guyton probably is the one that benefits most from Mike Williams leaving. Um, if he doesn't indeed leave uh, Palmer is kind of the guy behind Keenan Allen, which is why he, I think he had more targets today than, than Guyton did because he filled that Keenan Allen role. Uh, See, I always thought it was the opposite. I thought Palmer was the deep down, the deep threat guy, and then Guyton was like the the underneath guy. But it didn't work out that way. Yeah, so I was dead <laughs> wrong on it. Yeah, I think Guyton, Guyton, I believe, is a speed guy. I, I could be wrong on that, but I and I thought Palmer was the one that was kind of behind Keenan. Um, at least that's the way it was today, and the way that uh, they've been using Guyton uh, in recent, even before uh, Keenan was out, he was sort of the deep guy as well. Um, but yeah, I think both of them are have a good a good future in this offense. Obviously, Justin Herbert's young, so mm. uh, I think all the all three receivers, Keenan Allen, Guyton, and uh, and Palmer, if Williams does leave, I think are all viable um, down the road. Yeah, agreed. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, back to this Bills game, which went into overtime. The Bucks take it thirty three twenty seven. Uh, lots of offense all around. Um, Josh Allen thirty six for fifty four, three hundred and eight. Two touchdowns and a pick. Ran 12 times for 109 yards and a rushing touchdown. That rushing touchdown was pretty impressive, too, man. He uh, was. I mean, he ran a long ways and, like, didn't get touched. Uh, Diggs, 7 for 74. Beasley's 9 for 64. Knox, 7 for 60. And a touchdown was a very popular play this week. Yep. Uh, and then Gabe Davis showed up, uh, 5 for 43 and a touch. Of course, that was after uh, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt. So, um, you know, Good to see Gabe Davis step up there for his role. Gabe Davis was a very popular pick early on this year, um, you know, yeah. before the the Sanders signing. But uh, you know, so it happens. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Brady thirty one for forty six, three sixty three, and two touchdowns. Fournette does his thing, nineteen for one thirteen, and the touchdown. Godwin ten for one hundred and five. Mike Evans six for ninety one, and the touchdown. Gronk didn't score, but five for sixty two, and then uh, you know Perryman. <laughs> figuring things out here. 158 game winning touchdown in overtime. Yeah. So, so a couple things, couple things I want to ask you. So obviously the Bills run attack is just non existent. Um in fact, they just decided we're not even gonna try to run the ball today. <laughs> yeah. And they inactivated Zach Moss again. Like, let's just give away our game plan big time and say Zach Moss isn't gonna be active and we're not gonna run the ball. So but they did decide to run the ball today. 
just a different way of doing it. And they used Allen a lot more, kind of like they, what they used to do with him when he was, you know, in early in his career. Do you think that's a good idea moving forward to open up this offense? I think, I think depending on the team they are playing, I think it worked versus the Bucks because their run defense is so good. And I think running either Singletary or Zach Moss or whoever, Brita, whoever they're going to put back there, would have been just running into a brick wall the whole right. game. I think having Allen to, to sort of give the threat of the pass and then run uh, worked out. But, I mean, they didn't run the ball to a – they didn't give the, hand the ball off to a running back for the entire first half. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> insane to even think about. Not a single handoff to any running back. That game plan cannot work in the NFL, I don't believe. No, you have to and- at least give the threat of it so you have to play action fake to use or – something but and in uh, the playoffs like you're gonna see horrible weather and like you know we just saw last week right you see horrible weather and if you can't run the ball you're not gonna win the game and so that's why i mean i initially had the bills winning beating the pats last week and then as soon as i saw the weather i went no chance (laughs) swapped it real quick uh so yeah that's that's just one of those yeah they've got to figure something out real quick or and they keep bringing in more and more running backs and it was weird because they didn't draft one this year and i think everybody thought they would yeah um so you're like, okay, well, maybe they like Zach Moss or whoever, and this is they just, I don't know, it's just not working. So yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe maybe these design runs for Josh Allen will 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 do the trick, but you do worry that he could get hurt. But uh, yep, I mean, he's a lot bigger than like a guy like Lamar Jackson, but I mean, he's huge. He's like, yeah, he's basically Cam Newton with the with an arm and and some accuracy in his yeah. early in his career. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I mean, just the Bucks doing Bucks things, man. Everybody got involved today. It wasn't one of those, you know, Fournette went off and Brady went off. It was kind of just everybody had everybody. a good day. So we're all happy, right? Yep. <laughs> let's, yep. let's keep it that way, guys. Um, yeah, and Godwin, so. really, I think Godwin's kind of become that, um, you know, that Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type uh, player for, for Brady, it seems, because, I mean, he's getting targeted relentlessly. Yes. Um, so you love that in PPR. I obviously. think Godwin has a little bit more touchdown upside than like the Edelman role, right? Exactly. Like, he it definitely just does. Never worked for Edelman. Edelman always got like three touchdowns a year. Felt like. Yeah. <laughs> I think Godwin can score a little bit more than that, but there's there's a lot of weapons here, so it's nice to see all of them kind of go off uh, in, in the same game for once. But all right, man, that is all we've got, and I think the Packers just scored again. Holy smokes! So they are winning thirty-eight to twenty-seven. This is a uh, Looking like it's going to be a runaway here for them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has three touchdowns, 296. Dylan's leading the way in the run run game with 44 yards, but Jones has the two touchdowns, so that's good. Devontae's got over 100 yards and a touchdown. So everybody's happy here with, with that. So Packers, um, or Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Are we surprised? No. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, yep, that's all I've got. And, uh, yeah. We will see you all next week. See you next week.